Now, some of you probably don't know this, but I actually work for a company called uh, Cannabis Radio. I actually pro help to uh, do the day-to-day -day operations of programming on that channel. And I actually host a show on there called Blunt Business. People probably don't even know that because I don't make a mention that's the, uh, that I am the host of the show. I just kind of host the show and do it. I took over for somebody else, and I have gone and done it for a couple of years now. Well, I wanted to talk about the cannabis industry. I wanted to talk about it on this channel because I think some people might be interested in what's going on with that. And it's something I do, <clears throat> and I follow the industry when I'm not podcasting. So why not fit it into this show as well? The state of the cannabis industry amid the pandemic. From Inc.com. This is a business story, but I want to talk about it from the mainstream point of view for all of you that are probably using it or you want to use it yourselves, whatever it might be. The truth is the industry is not doing too bad, and I'll tell you what's going on with it. So in the story, one of the hottest industries of the past decade is not immune from the effects of COVID-19. So in the story, they said there's a couple of things that are going to be going on when it comes to how the industry is working right now. Sales will continue to be erratic. Well, the reason is that the dispensaries are going to need to be probably a total different look because when you're going to go into a store, you're going to a dispensary to go ahead and get something. What I'm guessing is going to have to happen is I don't know if the countertops are going to be something that you'll see so much anymore. I'm just guessing. But when I've talked to some of the people I've talked to on the show, we've talked about that. I mean, well, they need to go ahead and redesign how everything looks like an Apple store. Like you say, you go to a Memmen store or whatever. I'm just using it as an example. The idea is, is that they're going to have to go make changes to not have glass countertops right there for people to go and touch so that anybody else touches on it because we're going to have a lot of people really feeling very germaphobic now after this is all done no matter what the other thing is the plexiglass might be another thing that really will be something that have to be worried about i mean you'll be surprised what's going to happen going in the future where that might be coming into play so there's that plus who knows if you might have to go to a place where maybe more like a pharmacy where you go for medical cannabis like we do in florida you have to go to a place where they have, you know, like a teller window. You have to go over to it and get your stuff. And then you just go through like almost like a jewelry counter, almost like you're going to the buzz to the door. You go in, show your card. Then you find what there is available and they dispense it to you. So maybe the chances to really get a look at what you're getting or getting a better look into a countertop, that might not be something that will be there unless there's real hygienic over cleaning of the countertops on a regular basis i just don't know if you do that plus the products and how they're going to be displayed i think when they're especially their devices or vaping pens or things like that you know it'll be much harder for you to go ahead and get your hands on that you're going to take a look at for yourself that might be something in the future that might come up but when it comes to sales the one thing that's been a little bit erratic is because of supply and demand because there's been a point where it's been tough just like the food supply the supply chain for flour has been very tough as well. That has kind of come along. Meanwhile, the reason why you see delivery companies are doing well in California is because of the fact that they are already predetermined to get their supply for wholesale. They buy wholesale, so they're always planning to go ahead and get their stuff ready to go for when they need to go out there. And, you know, they're going to have their product ready to go with a lot of shelf life as opposed to some products that might be out there that might not hold up for much for too long. That's the one thing you always think about is retail to wholesale and how much wholesale, I guess, I don't even know how it all works, but the idea is that you have to go and worry about that. So when you try to get your product, you might be able to get it <clears throat> pretty easily from the delivery and then the dispensary might not be as convenient as it would normally be. Number two, buyer behaviors will change. And here's what they're talking about that. 
So the moment right now, shelter in place and social distancing have meant customers are not going into stores. Curbside pickup is happening. Again, just like the restaurants. And just like, you know, see even pharmacies. The thing is you're not going into the store now. There's no no way to go and go in there and kind of, you're not loitering, but you're just not in there just to go and linger around and shop around. You can't do it at the moment. Now, technology companies that provide delivery are seeing a huge spike in inquiries as stores scramble to provide this service. So you're either going to work with a delivery company or, which, I mean, there's a thing. You have Ease, you have Driven, you got a bunch of others. And the idea is they're going to have to be the ones that are like Postmates or Drive or, or DoorDash or Grubhub and things like that. Maybe they're going to just have to work out deals to make that work and take that infrastructure into other states. I think the delivery option for cannabis expands nationwide after this all is said and done. And now consumers will still go back visiting the store to get their weed. Many will stick with ease and convenience and safety to delivery. So that's going to take a while. And they're not much going to do that. The other thing that's very interesting, and I know this is going to be happening, there will still be people that want to go and smoke or a flower, and they're going to be extra precautious and careful, but ingestible. So edibles, beverages, those are going to be the new things that are really going to be even more so are going to be what people are going to be buying now because it's going to be prepackaged and pre-bottled. That's the idea. So with that, smoking and vaping are being avoided while people remain in close quarters. While some consumers go back to inhale products after the crisis eases, it's likely that some users will change behavior permanently as a result of new habits. And that's what I think might happen as well. Now, they're also saying here in the story from Inc.com that CBD use is on the rise. Well, that's just because it's the craze. I mean, right now, it is a fad and not in a fad where you have not that there isn't any great good full spectrum products or absolutely is my, what I'm talking about the use on the rise is that there are some nefarious companies that might not be putting out great product. The ones that might be in a gas station or in a convenience store, I would be a little hesitant. If they're not coming out of a drugstore, I'd even be hesitant to that. If you're not getting it from a place where you get your cannabis or get your weed or your marijuana, then you want to go ahead and just be extra careful and just look at what you're getting. And just make sure you're getting it from a, you know, reliable source. I would think that, you know, if you're getting it from the same place you would get cannabis or weed or marijuana, then that's probably where you're going to get your CBD as well. And there's other CBD stores. If they're just specializing in that, you know, do your research, study up, and, you know, talk to your bud tender and talk to the person that's at the counter, get to the experts, find expert opinion to get the right stuff that you're getting in. But remember, you want to just keep that in mind. Consumers will look to value products. Obviously, that's just the pricing. And that's, you know, will prices go down? I don't know if it's going to happen so much. You know, you might see prices go up a little bit because of supply and demand might be a little bit of a change, but that could happen. Can't say for sure. But for the most part, the cannabis industry doesn't look like they're hurting too badly right now. They're doing pretty well. And one thing I would think that would be really important, and I haven't talked about it too much, but one thing I'll tell you, keep in mind, folks, they're not talking about it much because the media won't talk about it, but legalization might become an option because the way the economy needs to go and reopen and to really bring in new money into the pipeline, there is the option that Congress people can go ahead and do to go ahead and decide, hey, you know what, maybe it's time for us to legalize cannabis. Let's make it happen. You know, where it's the state-by-state thing where the state side comes into play, which has already been a bipartisan bill that was provided by Elizabeth Warren and Cory Gardner, you know, the senators there. They already put that bill out there. Or there could be some kind of a federal legalization. The States Act is what I want. The way you're seeing all the different states opening up their economies again would be the same way that the legalization would happen. The states would be dependent upon that. 
that I think would be the better option. And I think there could be a point down the line where there, if the economy needs to get a jump and we really need to see something really happen, don't be surprised if you start hearing about cannabis legalization again. There's nothing that says that it's already started yet, but it could be a possibility.